0: Alright, what is up everyone? Welcome to Speed Sports. This is Bert here, and today I'm going to be going over part two of my NBA 2021 mock draft. Now, if you just want to go ahead and skip the picks, just want to see what all the picks are already, go ahead and go to speedshootsports.com. That's where we are right now on the screen, if you're seeing the video version of this. That's where we are on the screen. Uh, go ahead and just scroll down, and the mock draft is literally right here. So... Go right ahead and visit check out if you want to see just just skip to the picks and don't want to listen to any of this if uh, maybe you're on a tight schedule or something. But also if you haven't seen part one, also check the description. There'll be a link to that as well. Uh, I go over picks one through fifteen in part one, and today I'm going to be going over picks sixteen through thirty. So if you want to stick around and hear me explain my picks uh, verbally, because uh, I can go into a little more detail uh, than I did in the article. If you want to go ahead and do that, stick around. Uh, hopefully have a good time hope you have a good time and let's just let's just get right into it so we kicked off we ended last time on the 15th pick which was the washington wizards selecting Zaire williams and today we're going to kick off with somebody i think honestly probably might go in the lottery uh come draft night because and I, I was trying to slot him in there but i just couldn't find a you know find a solid place for him in my opinion right in the lottery but you know that's just how the mock draft it worked out and ended up but this guy has a serious chance to go in the lottery, and he could be a really, really solid talent in the league, and that is at number 16, the Oklahoma City Thunder, selecting Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy is a really, really solid playmaker. Uh, he projects to be a really solid playmaker, and he has decent IQ all around. Uh, his jump shot is his biggest question. He A lot of people are comparing him to LaMelo Ball. You know, I kind of see where they're coming from. Uh, I think the shots mechanically better than Lamelo balls is and i mean some of the combine um or some of the recent footage we've been seeing of josh giddy actually hasn't it's looked pretty decent so i could definitely see him going higher if he falls here he's definitely not falling past 16. i don't i don't i don't think the thunder are passing up on josh giddy if he's here just because of the pure potential he has uh now they the thunder do have a little bit of a problem with uh, in, the, in the, earlier in this draft they did select scotty barnes uh, I don't think they can play scotty Barnes, Shai Gilgeous-Alexander, and Josh Giddey all together at the same time unless Giddey really improves his three-point shooting, or scotty Barnes. Uh, so you know this might be—he might just be coming off the bench for them. But look, I mean that's perfect for him starting out. I think uh, he can really get to learn the game and learn the physicality of the game. And hey, who knows? He could end up being a really, really solid uh, six-man type player. Just a player who can run. The offense where right off the bench just give the team a spark thunder have a lot of they have a lot of uh young players so they're all going to be competing heavily for these minutes uh and josh giddy i think i don't think he'll start if he does get selected but who knows who knows uh, number 17 i have the memphis grizzlies selecting kai jones and I mean, look. I mean, this just kind of feels like a Grizzlies pick to me. That's the first thing I said in the article. It's just, this just feels like a Grizzlies pick. He he feels like a Grizzlies player. You know, he plays uh, with a lot of grit and determination, and he's a really really good shot blocker. Uh, one of the most one of the most athletic big men in this entire draft. He would be a, a, a massive lob threat for John Morant. And look, he's going to be behind Jonas Valanciunas. But the thing is, I'm not sure exactly how long they're going to keep around Jonas uh, or how long he can keep producing at the level he's producing. So this is kind of a future-proof pick for the Grizzlies. They could go in a number of different directions here. Uh, but I think Kai Jones just has a lot of potential. I think it's a little bit too much for them to pass up on right here. And just sitting behind Jonas, I mean, he could learn so many things. He would learn uh, you know, some post moves from Jonas. I mean, he, Kai, Kai Jones is a very raw player, just in general. He's very raw from... A lot of aspects of his game the one thing he's, he's just projected to be really good at straight up is shot blocking and he's really athletic <laughs> so if he can learn to do like anything else I mean that's gonna be great for him and that's going to be uh, it's gonna develop him into a, a really really solid player I think and him and John Morant would make a dangerous uh, lob threat duo and they got Janner Jackson jr. there so I mean John Mor- they're just giving John Morant all these lob threats and Man, it, it, it could be scary. They could be Lob City 2.0, basically. <laughs> Number 18, the Thunder, are back at it again. And this time, they select Cam Thomas. Now, this is a bit of a jump for Cam Thomas. Most people have him going uh, more towards the 20s, lower 20s. I have him here just because I think he brings something to this Oklahoma City roster that they kind of need right now, and they, like they need... A scorer, they need a peer scorer, somebody who can just go get a bucket for them at any moment. Uh, the the problem with Cam Thomas is he's just really not good on defense. He's he's not going to be good on defense in the NBA, uh, at least not likely. Uh, but yeah, he's just uh, he's really bad on defense. But his offense is really really solid. He's not uh, a super strong shooter per se. That's not the strength of his game. But he can score. He can he can score the heck out of the ball. And he still can shoot. Don't get me. Wrong. He still can shoot. It's just like. He's not a shooter first and then a scorer. He's a scorer first and then a shooter, if that makes sense. But look, I mean, if he plays next to Lou Dort, I think, that's a great, I think it's a great chance for him to, for his defensive um, inefficiencies to be made up for because Lou Dort can kind of cover, cover the tougher uh, assignment uh, between the two. So I think he fits well in OKC Thunder, and I think they take him here. Someone else they could be looking at is maybe Jalen Johnson, but... I mean, they just got Scottie Barnes. They just got Josh Giddy in this draft. I don't think they're going, to go for, they're going to go for another big playmaker, but we'll get to him later. We'll get to him later. Number 19, we have the New York Knicks selecting Isaiah Jackson, 6'10 center out of Kentucky. Now, the reason I have this for the for the Knicks is, you know, I'm not sure how long Nolan Zmall is going to be there. I'm not sure about Mitchell Robinson's injury history. And there's been reports that they might have wanted to trade him, I don't know if that's true or not, but if they do decide to trade him, they could trade him for uh, a veteran guard or a veteran forward, and they could end up taking Isaiah Jackson and letting him uh, take over. He's just hes straight up one of the best defense, defensive centers in the draft, at least in terms of paint defense. He kind of, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be great on, you know, in space. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I have concerns about that, but... You know, just from the paint perspective, I think he's going to be really, really. I still think he's going to be really solid in the NBA. I mean, he averaged two point six blocks a game in only twenty minutes at Kentucky. If you extend it to thirty six minutes, it's like about four per game. So I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. And he shoots, he shoots seventy percent from the free throw line, and that really could indicate that he could develop a jump shot at the next level. And if he does that. And I've also heard reports that he's starting to hit the three at a, at a consistent level from the corners. If he can do that, that would help the Knicks tremendously to be able to go five out, or at least four out, and leave Julius Randle inside, and let him go to work on the post, and have another center out that he can kick to that can actually shoot and make it, as well as lock down the paint. I mean, that's a that's a tremendous blending of a bunch of different uh, archetypes of centers to make basically like a three and D center. I mean. That would be really crazy. I mean, This is obviously like his ceiling ceiling Uh, But I think if if he can reach it that would be really really solid for them They would also probably consider a point guard here Because they've been wanting to add a point guard so much But they might look to free agency for that or maybe trades for that because they they do also want They also possibly do want a star point guard, but yeah, which I'm not sure if they're gonna get in the draft, but Yeah, let's go to 20 number 20 I have the Atlanta Hawks taking Sharif Cooper now They need somebody. I think this is evident in the playoff series that they just had against the Bucks. They need somebody to run the offense while Trey Young is out or sitting. They need a playmaker off the bench, and Sharif Cooper is one of the best playmakers in this draft. Uh, He needs to learn how to shoot, which is a little bit of a problem. But look, the Hawks have you know they're they are surrounded by shooters straight up. I mean, off off the bench, you could play with Herder. He could even play with Bogdanovich as well. Danilo Gallinari is there. I mean, they have shooters. So Cooper doesn't necessarily need to be able to shoot in his first couple years. So he could stay here and develop with the Hawks. And he plays really similarly to Trey Young in terms of how he runs the offense. He's a, he's a fast-paced type of guy. He likes to he likes to increase the pace and just uh, he, he attacks the rim. He, he kicks it out. He. Reminds me of Trae Young in terms of his playmaking and just like the uh, intensity and quickness he plays the game with and you say He's a six-one point guard. Some people have him a six-foot. Some people have him uh, even smaller Some people have him taller his height is a big debate, but he's a shorter point guard Who is not a great shooter, but look if Trae Young can just give him some pointers He could definitely develop his jump shot and his shot does look better in the combine clips that I have been seeing so I think Shreve Cooper's the the pick here for the Hawks. Also wouldn't be surprised if him or Terrence Mann went one pick above to the Knicks, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I think he would be a great a bench offense initiator for the Hawks. I think I think that that's something they could really use. Number 21, I got the Knicks again, and this time they take Jaden Springer. Now, most people will probably pick Trey Mann to go here. Uh... But honestly, I think the Knicks are looking for more of a potential ready now kind of guard. Uh, and look, Jaden Springer can—I I think he could probably come in and make some noise right away. Uh, he's got—you know—he's not the best playmaker, but he's definitely improving in that area. And he definitely—you um, know—he he hits open guys in stride, and he's projected to be a really good shooter and a really good defender. The thing with the Knicks is that Coach Tibbs does not play rookies that's just been his mo for the longest he does not play rookies like that but i think with Jaden springer's defense and his shooting i think he could play himself onto the court kind of like how emmanuel quickly did i think he could play himself onto the court and i think he worked really well with emmanuel quickly as well and it would just give the knicks more three-point shooting which is more of what they need and more defense from the uh, perimeter which is also something that they could use and i think Jaden springer is a really good fit here at 22, I have the Los Angeles Clippers selecting Chris Duarte. Now, there's been some speculation that Chris Duarte got a promise from some team, like a draft promise. I'm thinking it might be from the Lakers. Uh, he's he's the, like one of the oldest players in the draft. I mean, he's turning, uh, I believe he just turned 24, actually. He just turned 24. So, you better hope he's NBA ready right off the bat. Uh, but for real, uh, he, he is a very solid defender, and he's a really good shooter. Uh, the biggest knock with him, obviously, is his age. Like, how much better could he really get? Uh, but you know, I think the Lakers, who want to compete now, aren't looking to, aren't looking for upside. They're looking for somebody who can help right now. So I think Chris Duarte could come in and immediately, just take Wes West Matthews' role, or maybe KCP if he's traded. I think he can immediately come in and take their role and do decently in that role. Uh, you know, we'll see how. How Well, he's able to hand, handle pressure, but at the same time I think this is a really great fit for the Lakers, and I think if any team gave him a promise in the first I think it was probably the Lakers Because uh, I do believe Chris Duarte skipped the combine. I do believe because and that's what's fueled speculation that he, he has a promise from some team Let's go 23 Houston Rockets. I got them taking Jalen Johnson here. This is more like a best player available situation. This is like okay A lot of people have Jalen Johnson going anywhere from he's the most he's the most disputed player in the draft I've seen people put him in like at seven and I've seen him. I've seen him as low as like 28 He's the most disputed player in the draft. Nobody knows what to make of him Uh, What's weird about him is that his his playmaking is actually the most intriguing thing about him Uh, but his athleticism is insane for his height and His his shot Isn't that bad in my opinion? I think it I think it has a potential to end up being much better than it is But he's very raw in every aspect of the game. He's gonna need a lot of uh, development and the Houston Rockets can afford to take a swing here with Jalen Johnson And he provides them playmaking something that they could use because they drafted Jalen green earlier uh, in 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 my mock draft and so right here if they get a playmaker from the wing he could develop into a point forward If they just develop him, which they can afford to, I think he'd end up being a really solid player. 24 is also the Houston Rockets, and they're going to take Trey Mann here. Now, I've heard some links between Trey Mann and the Rockets. A little bit earlier, there's been been some reports about it. You know, uh, Trey Mann's been working out for him, and they really, really like him. So I think right here, Trey Mann at this point probably is the best upside out of most of the people in the draft here, and I mean, this is a player who has shown just drastic improvement every year. Uh, just not only as a shot creator, but like he's starting to get better as a playmaker as well. And you know, his defense is all right, but the, the problem with his defense is that he's just at at a disadvantage a little bit because even though he is a taller point guard, uh, his wingspan isn't that isn't that long. And in my opinion, wingspan is more important than height, straight up in basketball. At least on, in terms of defense and so I'm not sure how good his defense is going to translate but the Rockets can afford to take a swing here and if they, if John Wall still on the roster look I mean he was one of the top playmakers he, he was a premier playmaker in the league before he went out with his injury he could teach Trey man a thing or two and really develop his playmaking and if that happens Trey man could actually develop into a really really solid player and I think him and Jalen Green could make a really interesting backcourt. I think they could, and like I said, the offense is going to be ridiculous. The <laughs> if they get Jalen Green, uh, the offense is going to be ridiculous between Christian Wood, Trey Man, Jalen Green, uh, and, and Jalen Johnson. Not really a great offensive player, but they had Kevin Board Jr. as well. Uh, something I also forgot to mention about Jalen Johnson is he does project to be a really solid defender, which is something that this team would need. Uh, just some in, a little more of an interior defensive presence. So yeah, Jalen Johnson and Trey Mann I think is a great one-two pick right here for the Rockets. I think this is a ends up being a really really good draft for the Rockets in general. Uh, but yeah, well, let's, let's keep let's keep moving. Twenty-five. We had the Los Angeles Clippers taking Dayron Sharp. Now the Clippers could go at an absolute. Like They could go any number of directions here. I don't. Th- I wouldn't be mad if they drafted at any position. In my opinion. Uh, but I think their biggest need is that center so they might take one uh Zubats, I mean sometimes you know when I watch him sometimes he just doesn't look right defensively I feel like he gets uh, pushed around a lot a lot more than he should uh you know devin Booker set a screen on him for for a game winner <laughs> you know I feel like he should be able blast through that regardless of who's in front of uh, he's a six six shooting guard compared to Zubots who's like a at least six nine, six ten center. Uh, but look, that's not going to be a problem with De'Aaron Sharp. He's a strong center. He's a really solid post defender. Uh, really locks down the paint, and he's pretty tall. So it would you know the Clippers had to resort to small ball a lot, but De'Aaron Sharp would help them actually be able to be big and match up to get to guys bigger than them. Uh, so I think he'll be a really solid pick for the Clippers. He also has a really good defensive IQ. He's a really really solid rebounder. Uh, but you know like a lot of people in this draft, his problem is offense. <laughs> uh, he's not a great player on offense. he's really raw and he needs to be developed. Uh, so look, I'm not sure if the clippers will even play him, but I mean if he's playing well in practice and he, he's really solid defensively in practice and they need the defense, I can see him slotting I can see them slotting men uh, for a few games just to test him out and if he does good then, he really earn himself some playing time. I don't think the the Clippers are really relying on any type of rookie they take here to just be really, really good. So I think they'll just take De'Aaron Sharp and take a swing at him. Hope that his defense is good enough to be NBA ready and just kind of help him right away in his rebounding as well. And, yeah. Let's go 26. 26, I have the Denver Nuggets selecting Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is really solid. I really like Trey Murphy. I'm a big fan of Trey Murphy. And the thing here is that uh, he he's a bit older that kind of like caps his upside, uh, but at the same time, I think he's going to be a really really solid player. I mean, he, he averaged 50, 40, 90 in college. Uh, he's a great offensive weapon for UVA. He can do it all basically. He doesn't you know he doesn't make many mistakes. He's a high IQ guy, and he's a good swing passer. He's not going to get you assists, he's not going to play make, but you know he's good at if you give him the ball, he will swing it to a guy who's open if he doesn't have a great shot. You know he's that kind of a guy. And, look, I think his defense is a little bit better than people are giving him credit for. Uh, and, look, genuinely, I think he could reach possibly a Chris Milton level of player. That's a that's a really big, high projection, but, you know, like a, like a worse version of Chris Middleton is, is kind of what I think his ceiling is. I think the Nuggets would love to have this guy around. They could use uh, some guys who could play power forward for them. I know Aaron Gordon's there, but... Same time, I don't know if the fit is exactly great there. Uh, but Trey Mur- having Trey Murphy uh makes it so that even if Aaron Gordon doesn't work out in the end, you know, if after a year they're like, eh, you know, Aaron Gordon's not really cutting it, if that doesn't work out, they got Trey Murphy here to back up, and he could be a really, really solid bench player for them right off the bat, or he'd even start at small forward. Uh, I probably would rather just play him as a stretch forward, but he could sp- he could definitely spot start at small forward, and I think he'd be somewhat successful at it. So yeah, at twenty-seven, I have the biggest, <laughs> I have the biggest, like surprise of I'd say just about any mock draft. I have the Brooklyn Nets taking Nemezheta. Now, look, this on a lot of people's mock drafts, he's going second round, probably the late second round. My opinion, this guy slept on. I had to put him in here purely because of how slept on he is. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna end up being a really solid center if I think he's gonna be end up being a really solid center who can contribute and the Nets Need a center really really badly and in my opinion Right here. I think if they take Nimi's Keta, I think he'd help him right away Is one of his biggest uh, downsides is that he's turning 22 this year but I don't think it's that much of a downside because Keta can, in my opinion, I feel like he can defend multiple positions because he has excellent foot speed and he's tall and he's very long. He's also a really solid playmaker. And his assist numbers do look worse than they should, but that's because he didn't play with a lot of good shooters to maximize his talent in Utah State. But right here with with the Nets, that is not going to be a problem at all. Shooters are not a problem with the Nets. They have all types of offense. Their, their need is defense. Luckily, Kaitel's are actually really solid in defense too. Honestly, I could see a lineup of him, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, and Jay, uh, Jeff Green being really, really deadly. Uh, they don't have to, you know. I, Harden's actually improved a lot as a defender ever since his Jack the Fool MVP. Uh, but you know, with him and Durant. And Jeff Green's also a solid defender this team could actually end up being a solid defensive team they could end up being uh, Above middle of the pack in my above average in my opinion, and I think Keto would help them a lot here Now there's also the possibility they trade this pick, or you know, and this doesn't even happen, but if they stay here My opinion, I think this could be a really really good signing and to top it all off He shot 70% from the free throw line this past season once again is a good sign. He could stretch his shot out even further, mid-range and three-point range possibly, and that would be so scary for this Nets team to acquire this type of player and develop him into his ceiling. That would be so scary for the NBA, because then you have you could run a five-out offense and have a uh, a really elite defender in the paint on the other end. That's ridiculous. I mean, I don't think that's really ever been done. To that extent um, but yeah that's if he develops a three-point shot obviously I'm projecting way into his ceiling but you know I I think he's worth the pick here I think he's worth a look you know why not why not take him here uh, I feel like he's seven foot he's a center you need a center really badly <laughs> Just, you know, not a bad pick in my opinion not a bad pick at all let's go ahead and go to 28 which I have the Philadelphia 76ers taking Jared Butler this is a bit of a fall for Jared Butler for some people for some people this is like right on uh, he's a solid defender and he's, pro- he's projected to shoot three well and look I mean the Sixers need as much shooting and defense that they possibly can get and look if they end up trading Ben Simmons they could still end up they, they they probably won't get a player back that will match the level of defense that Simmons gives them Jared Butler will help mediate that a little bit and also if they keep Ben Simmons they could always use more shooters around him, so Jared Butler's right here to help with that as well. Uh, and He could also just take Danny Green's place if they decide to buy out Danny Green, if he doesn't you know, do great. Uh, but Jared Butler right there, like I said, could slide right into Danny Green's role. I think he played play it really, really well. And he's a little turnover-prone, but you know, I think with more experience, with more games under his belt, I think he could learn to keep that under control. Uh, yeah move on to 29 of the phoenix suns taking a reach because they always reach in every single draft and take the guys they like i think bones highland is going to be the guy they take uh like i said the suns have just reached in basically every single draft since james jones has taken over and bones highland is a projected early second rounder i haven't bumped up here because in my opinion, I actually think he's a little bit slept on as well. I mean, he's projected to be a really solid shooter, and he's projected to be a really uh, elite defender for his position. He has a 6'9 wingspan as a shooting guard. That's really, really good. Uh, what's holding What's holding him back is his questionable decision-making and uh, a lot of his age as well. He's, he's more of an older player. He's turning 21. And he's also averaging more turnovers than he is assists, which is not a great sign. But, look, I don't think he needs to be... Uh, a playmaker for the, for the Phoenix Suns off the bench. I I think you know, Cameron Payne does a good enough job if they decide to keep him around, uh, and even if they don't, you know, you can find playmaking point guards, uh, in, in free agency. You, you you can. So, in my opinion, I think Boneshound would be a really solid duo. I think he'd be really great to switch with Devin Booker because he would probably bring the defense that Devin Booker. You know, he's not great on defense, but. I think Highland end up being really solid on defense, so he bring a different aspect to that to to the bench and to to the backcourt there. So I, I think Highland's going to be a really solid player, and I think the Suns probably will reach to take him. And thirty, Utah Jazz take Miles McBride. Now this is also a jump, <laughs> and but the thing is with Miles McBride, is I just really like his defensive tape. He has really, really. Really solid defensive tape and the more you watch the more you're like I see an NBA player in this kid like straight up, and I think that he'd be a perfect backup to Mike Conley uh, it, it, you know, uh, Is Mike Conley a free agent this year? I can't exactly remember. I be- I believe so If They decide to keep him around I think he's a perfect backup to Mike Conley. He can play defense He's also a really decent shooter. He's uh, not just decent. He's, he's a pretty he's a pretty good shooter and he has a, a lot of potential to play make, And I think his playmaking is already pretty solid. He would really fit in really, really well next to uh, next to Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion, if he ended up starting or had to spot start. And I think genuinely, you know, with this, he has a 6'8 wingspan, and he would just fit really well with his jazz team, who pride themselves on defense, and they've been shooting a lot more, they've been relying on three-point shooting a lot more. He helps more with that. And he also helps give them something that they need, which is playmaking. You know, they don't have that many playmakers on their team. He could be a a nice addition for the Jazz. And look, I mean, there's not much the Jazz can really do uh, in terms of free agency or in terms of, you know, stuff like that. Maybe they make a trade here or there. But to improve their team, they might have to rely on the draft a little bit. And I think Miles McBride could be a good enough swing to take here. In order to bump up their team possibly because I think he could have an impact possibly right away uh, but I think he definitely will have an impact down the line now there's a couple of players I wanted to include here that I just couldn't fit in I just I just couldn't get them in because I had other guys jumping up and all that uh, the first one is Io sumbo I I really like Io but it, just in terms of this mock draft I just couldn't find a place to put him in uh, he's a 6'5 point guard his three point shooting's been improving, but a lot of scouts you know, still doubt whether his shooting is good or not, or, or whether whether it will translate. His defense is also really good as well. Uh, he he's a six ten wingspan, and I could definitely see the Jazz taking him as well if, if they don't if they decide you know they're not sold on Miles McBride. I can see them taking Io DeSomo there. His playmaking is, is is pretty good, but he has a lot of he has a lot of turnover concerns in my opinion and just decision-making concerns in general but he is 21 you know which means his upside is a little bit limited uh but at the same time it's not it's not like it's not like he's stuck the way he is you know he could definitely still develop and i would not be surprised if he's taking the first round he probably will be taking the first round it's just it's just my mock draft it's just what i think just what i think will happen uh but That, that's where I have IO. I wish I could fit him into the first round here But I just had a lot of prospects I liked that I think could make it in the first and he just even though I really like him I just yeah, I couldn't find a place for him. Another player is Brandon Boston jr. A.k.a. BJ Boston. I Think he has a real chance to go to the Rockets uh, Probably at like 23 if they if Jalen Johnson not there or something and that, that's just purely because, look, he's, he still has the potential uh, that he had in high school. He had a really, really bad college season. So bad that his stock fell from locked-in top-five pick to, will he even make the first round? Like, that's how far his stock fell. That's how bad of a season he had at Kentucky. Uh, I still believe in his potential a little bit, and I think that... You know, the Rockets don't have a second-round pick. Uh, And if they wanted to, they could trade into the second round and try and pick up B.J. Boston if still available. Or, like I said, if they're in the first round, they're at 23, Jalen Johnson's gone, maybe another player that they like is gone. They're just like, screw it. We, we don't need to trade for a second rounder. We can just take a swing right here, Brandon Boston. And, you know, he, he could end up being really solid. Maybe even, like, a Cam Reddish-type player where Cam Reddish had – not great college stats in my opinion his efficiency was really really bad but he ended up being or he ended up just having a really really solid game and showcasing his potential and that could kind of be what bj boston becomes whoever takes the chance on him is going to need to be able to develop him and going to need to be able to spend the time in order to develop him or they could just be a team that slaps him in the end of the bench and just Tries to develop him through practice, but I feel like he needs game time. I feel like he needs game time to develop. I feel like most players need game time to develop, truly. But he has a really high ceiling, uh, and this late in the draft, shoot, I mean, just take a swing, right? I mean, who's to say? Who's to say he doesn't end up being really, really good? Uh, He has a lot of motivation going for him right now. And, yeah, in my opinion, I think B.J. Boston could end up being really, really solid. But for now, I mean, that's gonna do it for my mock draft. This is the full first round right here. Uh, I may come out with the second round, but I'm also going on vacation, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to get that out in time. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for watching so much. Um, I'd also like to say that if you disagree or agree, let me know in the comments. You know, let me let me know who you think should go higher, who you think should go lower, uh, all that jazz, and tell me why, Tell me. I wanna know why, why you think certain players should go higher or lower. Uh, I'm just interested in the discussion. I, I'd love to participate and can talk with you guys in the comments. But yeah, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, look, uh, go ahead, feel free to like, subscribe. If you've gotten this far, I assume you're someone interested in what I have to say. So, if you want to see more stuff like this in the future, please like and subscribe. If you're listening to this on top, any type of audio podcast, go jump over to the YouTube and subscribe, or even follow, leave a review, do all that good stuff. Just help us spread the word. We got to get, you know, we're trying to get our channel growing. Uh, but yeah. Look, have a blessed day, everybody who's listening to this. And I will catch you guys next time on another uh, video for Speechy Sports. Thank you. Oh, but I also do want to say that we do have another mock draft coming out from a different person. It should be coming out, I believe, next Monday is when I have it scheduled. So keep an eye out out on that. He has a lot of different picks than I do. His mock draft is definitely different than mine. So if you don't agree with me, maybe agree with him. Keep an eye on the website for that. That mock draft will be going up on Monday, most likely. Uh, But yeah, thank you all once again for watching. This has been Burt. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.